morning prayer is found in the booklet in the chat bar. He is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. The Lord hath manifested forth his glory. O come, let us adore him. Together the Pascha Nostrum. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Therefore let us keep the feast. Not with old leaven, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Christ is risen from the dead, and become the firstfruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all died, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalms 149 and 150 are on page 525. O sing unto the Lord a new song, let the congregation of saints praise him. Let Israel rejoice in him that made him, and let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with tabaret and harp. For the Lord hath pleasure in his people, and helpeth the meek-hearted. Let the saints be joyful with glory. Let them rejoice in their beds. Let the praises of God be in their mouth, and a two-edged sword in their hands. Be avenged of the nations, and to rebuke the peoples to bind their kings in chains, and their nobles with links of iron. To execute judgment upon them, as it is written, such honor have all his saints. O praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him in his noble acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him in the sound of the trumpet. Praise him upon the lute and harp. Praise him in the timbrels and dance. Praise him upon the strings and pipe. Praise him upon the well-tuned cymbals. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. It was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen.
It began at the 37th chapter of the book of the prophet Ezekiel. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around. Behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, Prophesy to these bones, and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I will put sinews on you, and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. And he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied, and he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived, and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, Our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves, and cause you to come up from your graves, and bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord, when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves. I will put my spirit in you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. Here endeth the first lesson. Sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him an habitation. My father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war, the Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his host hath he cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the Red Sea. The depths have covered them. They sank unto the bottom like a stone. Thy right hand, O Lord, has become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, hath dashed in pieces the enemy. Who is like thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? Thou didst stretch out thy right hand, and the earth swallowed them. Thou in thy mercy hast led forth the people whom thou hast redeemed. Thou hast guided them in thy strength to thy holy habitation. Thou shalt bring them in and plant them in the mountain of thine inheritance, in the place, O Lord, which thou hast made for thee to dwell in, 
in the sanctuary, O Lord, which thy hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the seventh verse of the third chapter of the St. Paul's Epistle to the Philippians. But what things were gained to me, these have I counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ, and found him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection of the, from the dead. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one, one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press forward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule, let us be of the same mind. Brethren, join in following my example, and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you, even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. For our, citizens is in, our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who bends our Lord's body, that it may be conformed to his glory things to himself. Here endeth the second lesson. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure they are and were created. Thou art worthy, O Lamb, that was slain, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood. Out of it every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us kings and priests unto our God. Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth on the throne, and unto the Lamb forever and ever. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. 
he descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Mighty God, who through thine only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, has overcome death, and open unto us the gate of everlasting life, we humbly beseech thee that, as by thy special grace preventing us, thou dost put into our minds good desires, so by thy continued help we may bring the same to good effect, through the same Jesus Christ our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of many adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. We have a couple of notable passages. The passage from Ezekiel about the valley of, of the dry bones um, has a number of things in it. One thing we should note that in Hebrew, the word for wind and breath and spirit are all the same words. So there's a, a translating choice. Ezekiel is carried out in the spirit. He could be carried out in the wind. And it's the same word when when uh, God commands him to to prophesy to to, to um, breathe on these dead. That breath is also ruach in the Hebrew. So it's an interesting passage that way, <clears throat> but it, it highlights. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, it highlights uh, first of all the historical setting. Of course, is Ezekiel is um, a prophet who was carried into the Babylonian captivity with the nation of Israel, and his ministry took place in Babylon, where he prophesied to the exiles. And so the Valley of the Dry Bones the, the, uh, that he sees represents Israel that's now dead. That is, um, and he says, breathe on these slain, and they've, they've been conquered by a hostile enemy, and many of them were killed. 
and so Israel's gone. And so the the the, the metaphorical idea here is is can can these bones, the whole house of Israel, come to life? And uh, you know, and and they come to life through a an act of God in the Spirit, which is a resurrection. And we should note that biblically. The breathing on something to bring life harkens right back to Genesis uh, 2-7, where God uh, breathed, you know, formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Um, it also harkens uh, forward to the uh, resurrection narrative when Jesus appears in the upper room and, and breathes uh, on the disciples and 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 gives them the spirit and says, whose sins you forgive, they are forgiven, whose sins you retain, they are retained, because it is through the forgiveness of sins that life comes back to us. The death of sin gives gives way to the life of righteousness. Um so so the prophecy here is is of the of of the bringing back to life of the whole house of Israel. And this kind of sets the stage for the problem that 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 a faithful Israelite would have had in, in the first century of understanding how Jesus fit into that. That is to say, if God promised there'd be a general resurrection of the house of Israel um, and the Messiah came, that was sort of what was expected, that Israel would be raised up and, and, and vindicated over and against the Gentiles. And it wasn't clear how um, that would be fulfilled by the resurrection of one man, Jesus Christ, uh, rising from the dead without anything um, happening to the whole nation. And this, is, this accounts, incidentally, for the question you find in Acts chapter 1, uh, just before the ascension, when, when uh, uh, the, the, the the disciples asked Jesus, um, you know, will you restore now the kingdom to Israel? Because we we understand you're the Messiah, we understand you rose from the dead, and we're going to go, do, but, but we expected this to have a, a corporate uh, manifestation. And so um, what happens, in, the way we understand this is that is that Jesus recapitulates the whole experience of Israel in his person. Uh, Matthew's gospel, perhaps, represents this the clearest where he is you know goes to Egypt comes back you know the wilderness temptation all these kinds of things and so Israel is summed up in his person and he fulfills the covenant he um, provides what is lacking in Israel which was covenant faithfulness and God vindicates Jesus and raises him then Jesus shares the spirit with all those who believe in him and they become the new Israel who are raised with him in the spirit. And this is why we renew our baptismal vows on Easter because in, in baptism we are given the gift of the spirit which raises us from the death of sin into the life of righteousness and brings us into the body of Christ, which is the body of the risen Christ. We are we are already participating in the resurrection as we live life in the spirit, the life of prayer um, in the world. Now we're waiting for the resurrection, and this kind of um, connects us to the Philippians passage. But there's a notable thing about the Philippians passage, a number of things to say. Um, a notable thing about its relationship to the resurrection, but it's it's first and foremost uh, an inter um, an instructive 
framework for the spiritual life because it has a lot of I, I'm forgetting what's behind. I'm pushing forward to what is ahead. What is ahead? All the religious things St. Paul says. I used to think were great. I was doing all these things as a Pharisee. Now I don't. I count them as nothing to gain Christ. So he's forgetting what is behind. He's pushing forward to what is ahead. And this is something that's very important for us in the spiritual life. We're moving towards something. And this really contrasts with the sense of the world where everybody is trying to deny the fact that they're getting older uh, and trying to retain youth by surgeries and, and various things. And, and the New Testament doesn't do that. It understands that this life of the risen Christ we have is experienced in a physical body, which is getting weaker. And as St. Paul says in another passage, the outward man is perishing, but the inward man is being renewed day by day. And spiritual growth is facilitated by the growing weakness of the body, which, which helps us to yield to the power of God in our lives. And the ultimate, um, St. Paul says, not that I've already attained, but I press forward. And this is a very important thing I've stressed a lot at morning prayer. Again, in this passage, St. Paul made clear the Christian hope is resurrection. It's not to die and go to heaven. Dying and going to heaven is an intermediate state, and all who are in that state are also waiting what St. Paul talks about in this passage is, our citizenship is in heaven, from which we eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body. And the interesting thing to, to mention here is he doesn't say transform our lowly bodies, but our lowly body, because we are the body of Christ, individually members of that body. So this really speaks of a corporate and communal resurrection. We're not raised from the dead as a bunch of isolated individual people who were saved apart from the body. We're raised as the church, the new Israel, the body of Christ. Uh, so our lowly body will be, will be transformed and made like his body according to the power for which he's able to subdue all things to himself. And this is the power he has, as Ezekiel um, prophesied when he was hearing things about Ezekiel, is he, he gives a prophecy to bones, speak to the bones. It kind of harkens how Jesus with, with Lazarus, he gave dead Lazarus a command, come forth. Uh, he gave the little Jairus' daughter, little girl, arise. And this harkens to the framework the New Testament talks about the end of time, the day of resurrection, uh, uh, that, that, that there will be a, a, a command given. Uh, this is in uh, the Thessalonians passage. There'll be a trumpet, a command given, arise, and the power of the word of God, that's back in Genesis, Jesus, the word of God, will, will accomplish in the spirit, the spirit of God, the resurrection, because because he has the power to, he is now Lord, he, everything is subject to him, and what he commands will happen. So the power by which he is able to subdue all things to himself. And this is what we look forward to in the Christian life. Again, not, our, not just our individual isolated salvation, but the resurrection of Israel, of the church in the body. And the spiritual life is about moving forward in that resurrection hope which necessarily means increasingly letting go of our attachment to the world and growing into our life in Christ. And this is why in Lent we 
we, we think about a good confession, how we're leaving things behind, how we're moving forward in our virtue and our self-understanding and our likeness of Christ individually as members of the body. And we always understand how our growth connects to the body, how we experience resurrection and Easter should be thought of as how does this grow in our worship of God and our service to others. It's always a problem to think of of our, our growth simply in um, individualistic terms. It, we grow individually, and that helps the body become more what it is intended to be. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, especially our bishops and leaders and priests, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon thy faithful departed. And grant them an entrance into the land of light and joy, in the fellowship of thy saints. For his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercy, we, then unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen.
Good to see you this morning. Have a great Thursday. We'll look forward to seeing you this evening. Thank you. Thank you, Scarlett. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Bye, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you.